Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Impetuous, my defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. This is the Fantasy Baseball Prospect Podcast, Prospect One. I am Chris Welsh. You can find on the Twitter X at Is it the Welsh? The same on the Instagram. Different musings across them, more picture based on Instagram as you would expect. A lot of video over on the Twitter, which I have been pumping out a ton of it. So make sure you follow me if you want to see homers and fun hits and strikeouts, all of that stuff. Uh, it is every single day because I am out at the Arizona Fall League every single day. You can also find me over at InThisLeague.com. That is the Patreon where my ranks live, the prospect list, the dynasty list, the Arizona Fall League notebook, which I found I didn't even realize I didn't have live this entire week. But it's actually not the worst thing in the world just because I can have a little bit more notes across the board uh, that'll be over on Patreon. I'll actually be posting that today with all the updates on the teams that I've seen. It's just another little extra. Listen, all my prospect stuff lives there. You can get in not only like the ranks and stuff. We have the group me rooms where you can have access to me, the rest of the community, a lot of prospect stuff in the off season. And at the end of the day, you are just supporting the content. Uh, I do not get paid to go out to the Arizona Fall League by anybody, at least not yet. Uh, so that is all me doing that. So you guys going out and supporting means a lot and I really appreciate it. So go and check it out in this league.com in this league.com. That'll take you to the Patreon. Yes. One week of the Arizona fall league is in the books like a full on technical week. Cause technically yesterday we jumped into date uh, week two of the fall league, but this is like a seven day run because Sundays are off. So these teams have now put seven games in. We've got a full week of stuff to go through and on the episode today, I've got a couple things for you. This will kind of be the weekly agenda is I'm going to have the big five. So this is the big five, most impressive, biggest conversation pieces, rank adjustments. These are the big five most important to talk about. And I've got five of those for you today. Number two, we are going to do the deeper look, the breakthrough breakout type of guys, maybe smaller ish names. I don't want to like label it like these are the big deep sleepers because I would say one of the guys I'm throwing in here is not like a big sleeper, but he might not be at the top of people's minds. Uh, But this is like the impressed lower name work that didn't make the top five. And then the bad. And this might vary in how many I do. I've got four here. I don't know if I'm going to add one on the fly, but I got four guys in this, though I will say 
two of them aren't bad. It just hasn't been great. The other two are bad. And one specifically is very bad. These will alter. It's only one week of the AFL. It's also the AFL. It's Arizona Fall League. Like, there's so much to be had here. Like, there is some great pitching. And then there, on the inverse, there's some, like, atrocious pitching. We've already seen, like, a like a 29-run game. But, you know, that's, like, what happens in some of these. So you have to take, as you should always, you take all of these with a grain of salt. But I will say I feel like I have some affirmative things towards the beginning of the Fall League. In the Big Five, I have one player in a take that I'm very locked into. In the deeper, the impressed pitcher and the impressed hitter, I feel very confident about the hitter. And in the bad, I unfortunately feel very confident about one of the takes on one of these bad guys, that they're bad and they're really bad. And it's unfortunate, but that's what you get, you know, when you get out here and see a whole bunch of these guys. And, uh, you know, there has been a lot better pitching. Offensively, things have looked pretty good. There are definitely super teams. Peoria is the super team out here. It's just, you can't deny it. I don't think they have a loss so far here. And I don't know if they'll lose a game because it, they're just way too deep. Yeah, they're 6-0. and They are the super team. The closest next team, I guess, is Salt River. But they're kind of jumbled a little bit right now. But it is it is Peoria and then literally everybody else. Take this for an example. This is absurd. They have a 34-run differential between runs scored and given up runs. 34. They've scored 71 runs in six games. So I guess they played, yeah, they've only played six. They had a day off, I guess. I didn't even realize. 71. They've given up 37. And that is only the third least runs. But that is a 34 run differential. Every other team has a negative run differential. They've given up more than they have actually scored. That's weird. So Peoria is absolutely stacked out here. If you were to have, if you happen to come out here, you should probably target Peoria. I don't know if they'll lose a game when they bench players. They just have other great players that are coming out here. Uh, the benching thing, it's, it's actually frustrating. I have been to three Salt River games. I have not seen Jace Young play once. I just don't line up. He plays every other day right now, but that's not the case everywhere. You know, there are some teams like Peoria, Chase DeLauder plays like every, almost every day, but Jace Young plays every other day. And I've literally missed him and not seen him once in the whole first week. Um, but that's kind of what happens with these. Some players are going to front load their playing time and will back off towards the end. Some guys just won't. I'd be surprised if a guy like Chase DeLauder doesn't play the majority of the time or if Ricky Tiedemann gets shut down. A lot of people keep saying that to me like, oh man, I want to see Ricky before he gets shut down. Why? He pitched 40 something innings. Unless he strains that forearm again, why would he get shut down? <laughs> like the the, heat, the guy is 30 something innings below what he did last year. They wanted him to progress. I think they're going to stack innings this year. They're letting him go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say, I like you. I like you so much, I'm going to make you my partner. All you have to do is find the gold, and I'll share it with you 50-50. Prospect one. All right, so here's a blanket. Some of these guys I'm going to talk about, but here's like kind of a blanket statistical overlook of the Arizona Fall League so far. You have most players playing between five and six games. I just noticed this. There's one player that has played every single game, Jace Bowen who's a Pittsburgh Pirates with Salt River. I imagine that's going to probably change. You know, he might be getting some weeks off. Uh, you'll also get the inverse of players that don't play a whole lot because of the taxi squad, which, you know, it's interesting. I haven't grabbed the rosters now that I'm thinking about it because they don't list it online. But the taxi squad are these players that they're not allowed to play more than two games a week or eight games in the entire Arizona Fall League. But sometimes they don't list them. And I think like Tyler Locklear is one of those players because he doesn't play a whole bunch. But again, these they might have like gotten rid of the taxi squad, I didn't realize, and you get players playing on the back end. But either way, you got most players playing between five and six games that are playing regularly. This is just going to be a little bit of look at some of the leaders so you can get kind of a, a gist of it. And then I'll do some of my breakdowns. So your hits leader in the Arizona Fall League is Jacob Marcy who we're going to be talking about with the Padres. Sterling Thompson comes in at number two. Jace Bowen, number three. Jeremy Rivas, four with the Cardinals. And Chase DeLauder, number five. Doubles. We have four players with uh, three doubles. Jacob Berry, who's actually hitting 350 out here. Jace Bowen, Rowdy Jordan, who's on the Glendale team. And Jacob Marcy, again. Triples. Only one person has more than one, and that is Sterling Thompson, who we'll probably be talking about here in a little bit. Your home run leader is Wes Clark with the Brewers, who, dude, so I was at the game yesterday. This was surprise, and it was surprise versus with Tiedemann pitching versus Peoria. And I had this feeling the whole time. I was like, Peoria, the balls have been flying, by the way. I just had this feeling Wes Clark is going to get a hold of something. Wes Clark is a all or nothing type of guy batting average. Isn't it's good here right now. You know, he's played five games and 20 at bats. He has seven hits. He's hitting 350. He leads in homers with three, but I just had this feeling. So not because I don't like record every single player and pitch and stuff like that. Like sometimes I try to, but I don't. And I kept locking into him, but I had to leave early and I had to leave early because I had gotten three innings of Tiedemann and I needed to actually pick up my son and we were going to Salt River to watch Job. So I had to leave early. And then I get texts. I get a message. 
Hey, did you get the Kyle Manzardo Homer? Uh, Eric Cross texts me. Hey, did you get the Delauder Homer? And I'm like, no, because I left. I didn't get those, of course. And then Wes Clark hit one as well. I wanted to get the Wes Clark one because he absolutely destroys baseballs. And that was his league leading third Homer through five games. Does that change much in my mind? Not necessarily. You know, bigger, stockier guy. He just has big swing and whiff issues. But, you know, if you get some hanging pitches up there, I, I don't, I'm not going to read too much into the Homer uh, total here. But Wes Clark also did, I believe, lead college baseball in Homers a couple years ago. So Wes Clark is at the top, and you have six other players with double digit Homers. Four of those other six. Or uh yeah, four yeah, four of those other six are from Peoria, which is insane. So that's how ridiculous Peoria is right now. Uh Dominic Keegan was one I just shared the other day. He's on that list. There are three players with double digit RBI already. The leader is Chase Delauder, Wes Clark, and Sonny DeCharo are number two. Don't care about walks. Do pay attention to strikeouts a little bit. Cam Colley. Reggie Crawford and Aaron Sabato are the biggest strikeout culprits out here. Cam Colley is striking out over 50% of the time. Reggie Crawford striking out well over 50% of the time, as is Aaron Sabato. Reggie Crawford is the most exciting of any of those players. I actually just saw him yesterday, but it doesn't look good. He got ate up. He got ate up by Joe. Off-speed pitches low. Right now, Reggie Crawford is not showing the ability to hit anything off speed and anything low in the zone. He though is the most physically impressive player in the Arizona fall league without question. He looks like Barry Bonds, like in, and he's a two-way player too. <laughs> he's a two-way player who's, you know, can't pitch from still recovering from that Tommy John, um, which I just don't think they've ramped up pitching though. I thought he pitched in the complex league. He's like full on hitting out here right now. He is, like you look at him and you're like, oh my God, that's a guy that, you know, he could steal 30 bases and he could hit 50 homers. He is like 245 pure muscle, but pitch recognition looks awful right now. So it's, it's kind of a tough one. Stolen bases. This is a very fun one. Victor Scott leads with six stolen bases. Why that's fun. That is his 100th stolen base in 2023. He stole 94 to lead minor league baseball this year. Six now in 20 at-bats here. He gets six, and he has got 100 on the year. There are four other players with four stolen bases. Um, Pretty interesting group. Gavin Cross is okay, but he's stealing bases out here. Benny Montgomery. Benny is not lighting things up, but Benny looks very different. He looks bigger. He looks taller. He's stealing bases aggressively. He reminds me of what Zach Veen did last year. He's got four already in 20 at-bats. He is hitting 300. He's not doing anything awesome. He's striking out a decent amount, but he's also walking a bunch. But when he gets on base, he is trying to steal bases. So, and you've got a litany of players. I mean, I think it's the list gets to double digits of like three, you know, so it is easier to, it is easier to run out here. I don't know if it's the catcher's arms. There's a couple guys that have got some cannons, but I think there's also some lower in names that are catching guys that aren't ca- up catching every single day. You know, I think Peoria's got like three different catchers. So Harry Ford's one day and Paul McIntosh is another day. So you don't get that consistency in. I think Teams and players are more aggressive against these catchers. So those na- numbers are a little bit inflated, but not with Victor Scott. Like Victor Scott is a 
is he's special. He's special on the base paths, and you know we'll see where the bat goes. Your batting average leaders, it's kind of silly, but you've got four over 500 right now. Jacob Marcy and Ryan Bliss are one and two on the same team. Sterling Thompson hitting 524 as well. Uh, on the slugging side, only one player is, has a slug over 1,000, Jacob Marcy. So we'll be talking about him. And your OPS leaders, Marcy, Yanir Fernandez, who's actually been playing shortstop out here. I think he's, no, I don't think he's listed as a catcher, but second and short. Uh, Sterling Thompson, you have seven players with an over 1,000 OPS. Jeremy Rivas, Triantos, Bliss, Clark, Thompson, Fernandez, and Marcy. So that's on the hitting side. On the pitching side, we've definitely had some good performances. Some guys have had multiple starts now. Ricky Tiedemann leads the way with strikeouts with 13. He's got 13 strikeouts in 10 innings. We'll talk about him here in just a tiny bit. Uh, as far as starters, Braden Nett is a kind of interesting name with Peoria. He's got eight innings pitch, nine strikeouts over two games pitch. Zach Penrod, eight innings, nine strikeouts, but a bunch of walks. He hasn't given up a bunch of earned runs. And uh, Jackson Job, eight strikeouts over eight innings. The other notables, Carter Baumler went three innings and struck out seven in only one start, which was kind of fun. And Jack Choate, who is with the Giants, seven strikeouts in four and two-thirds over two innings, but he's a big dude, big loopy arm too. I'm kind of I'm kind of into him. I'm kind of interested in him overall. The rest of the numbers are, it's kind of tough. Uh, there's a couple other pitching performances, I guess I could tell you. We've got we're like one or two in. Uh, Adam Seminaris went four, gave up one hit, and struck out seven for surprise. Seminaris is with the Brewers now, former Angels pitcher. And Tacoa Roby has pitched two games. One was like a pseudo start and a relief, and he struck out five, walked none in three innings and given up one hit. So that's one to watch. The guy I was alluding to earlier is Connor Jerpy is full-on relief here. Nothing to read into. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says... In this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Oh. 
guys get the in caps and stuff. They come out here, they pitch an inning. That's so it doesn't really mean anything. But I was really hoping to see him pitch some, you know, serious innings, and he's not. He's coming in at like the, you know, third pitcher to replace somebody. But that's a, you know, that team has like Takoa Roby and Jerpy. I'd love to see those guys go back to back, but I don't think they're on the similar schedule. But Roby's been good. Seminaris has been good. You know, there has been some decent pitching out here. There's also been some not great performances. Trent Palmer with the Blue Jays got obliterated. He didn't get out. He didn't get a single out, gave up six earned runs and walked two, which was a god-awful, scary performance. Mitch Bratt, with surprise, has gone one inning and one uh, game played, five earned runs. He walked three and struck out two. And Tanner Kolhep went three and two-thirds. He's given up the most earned runs out here, seven earned runs overall. And on the pitching side, uh, Alessandro Ercolani, who is the young pitcher from the Pirates um, that I think we talked about in a previous episode, uh, Jeff Ponce had kind of highlighted. He's had a rough go. Six walks in one and two-thirds inning. He struck out three. Will Bednar, five walks in one and two-thirds. So both of those guys have pitched two games but have not even gotten to two innings, and they lead the AFL in walks right now. So, you know, it's very hot. It's an adjustment period. Nothing too crazy to read into. I haven't gotten to see Urkulani pitch yet, so I'd like to see what that's all about. But command and framing with new catchers and just in general are kind of part of the problem. So that is a stat overlook of what the AFL has gone through Monday to Monday, wire to wire. Let's take a look at my big five. Coming in at number one, and this is the one I feel the most confident about that I was telling you guys. And in the level of being most confident, it's what I have done in my ranks. Chase DeLauder. I believe in what I have seen so far, Chase DeLauder is the best player here. And it's, I don't want to say it's not close because pff, the Peoria team might have three or four. Of, you know, they might have four of the best like six players out here. And that's a bigger statement because there are some good players here. I want to say like great, great players, but like Kevin Alcantara is a scary talent. There's no denying that. Colson Montgomery is a beast, but in what I've seen with Chase DeLauder, he is like, it's immediately comes to my mind. Like I immediately know like, oh, Chase DeLauder is the best guy here in his approach. The one thing I don't think I saw before, and there's actually two players on the same team that are doing this, is DeLauder has this non-follow-through approach. And I again, I just don't think I really noticed it before. And maybe in some instances, it's a little bit bigger than others. But DeLauder's pitch recognition looks elite. And this, like, I just like, hear Jeff Ponce in the back of my head. And when, you know, Jeff would talk about DeLauder in college and him being one of the top guys, and, you know, he really got, you know, I think hampered by some injuries. And that first, that Florida State game kind of set him back. But there's a confidence level with DeLauder that I think is there now. He's, you know, he started the season with an injury, got to complex, needed it bats, really needed to work through. DeLauder is confident out here. He's also big. I mean, six foot four, 230. It's muscle, though. And the guy has his pitch recognition and approach I love. But that that follow-through, it's Mike Trout-esque. Actually, I had put this out on uh, Twitter because the other guy was Graham Pauly, who kind of has this. And what what I mean by non-follow-through is I feel like in the back of my head, there's like three kind of follow-through swing types. And, and there's probably a gajillion, but I'm totally just 
um, breaking them down to like a, a simplistic look. There's like the standard at bat, you know, like if you were in playing MLB the show and there's just like, you know, standard create a player batting stance, you know, boom, just standard bat where they kind of do a normal follow through. It's not griffy or anything. And you just, you know, you go back and your, your hands get kind of behind your head. There's number one. Number two, there is, I guess, almost like the Griffey type approach, which I would say is like the Corbin Carroll. There's extreme extension, almost to a scary point. Like Griffey would have like that arm come like really far back. Uh, Corbin Carroll has this extreme extension where your arm really goes back. Now, there's a pseudo version of that is the helicopter extension, which we like uh, Wander Franco, unfortunately, talk about him. Juan Franco had that like helicopter approach. Geraldo Perdomo, you see that the, the, quite a few Dominican players have this helicopter extension where not only does the extension come back, but it comes up and it's like over their head on the backside. And then there is the short extension approach, which Mike Trout, I think is probably the most famous for. And I'm again, I'm not trying to say that they don't ever extend, but you'll see their, you know, their arms come up and then almost at the point where it would turn to the back of their head, it stops. And that's the extension I'm talking about. Mike Trout is probably like visually the most famous for it. And that is what a follower on Twitter saw in Graham Pauly. They're like, oh, that extension's weird. That And someone's like, that looks like Mike Trout. Brennan Davis does that. Um, Graham Pauly does that. And Chase DeLauder does that. And DeLauder, though, has that Mike... Oh, man, I don't want... I'm not trying to say he's Mike Trout. There's no... Not at all. But... Graham Pauly is different to me. Brendan Davis is different to me. DeLauder has this natural raw power. The very first homer DeLauder hit in the AFL, I wasn't at, but I saw the video of. And it was like, um, it's like a, a chip, like uh, using a wedge. Like he didn't extend at all. And the ball just flew off of his bat. And part of that is, you know, barreling up the ball and just having a really good read on the pitches that are coming in. I'm thoroughly impressed with Chase DeLauder. I really am. He can steal bases, even though he's a big guy. He's only stolen one so far, but he's got eight hits in 25 at-bats, one double, two homers. Believe he, I told you, he leads the AFL in RBI. He's only struck out four times. So, I mean, that strikeout rate super low. He's walked a couple times, 320 average, 955 OPS. I think he's the best player here. Might be wrong. There are... From a fantasy perspective, there are some players that stand out a little bit more, and I completely understand that. You, you look at Kevin Alcantara; if he were to become a you know thirty thirty guy, like that's like he has a better potential. I think most people would read on the stolen bases while having big power, but I don't know if he'll hit at the level that Delauder does. I think Delauder can hit three hundred. I think he can be a thirty home run hitter, and I legit think he can steal twenty bases. Will he do that at peak? You know, the hope would be he does, but I don't know. But in 214 at-bats to end this year, he hit 355 with five homers and more stolen bases than homers. He's showing the propensity to be a middle-of-the-order hitter right off the bat who makes great decisions. And, like, the way his his approach feels very Guardians-esque, like he doesn't strike out a bunch, he can get on base but he's also an absolute homer and stolen base threat. If I were to guess, you know, what would be the thing that would go closest to the wayside? Would it be the power? Would it be the average? Or would it be the stolen bases? I guess the stolen bases because he's a big guy, but those guys have better advantages now with the limited amount of throwovers and the bases being a little bit closer. The guy just flies. I, like I said, 
I moved him up inside. I think I've got him around top 25. That's that. And maybe it's super reactionary and I'm going to be super stupid about it. But I look at him and every time I see him, he's getting hits. He is an absolute threat to drive the ball out of the stadium. And he just doesn't get beat badly. There are some players here that are big talents. His teammate of his, I'm going to talk about who's an immense talent and is going to be a great player, but he can get beat really badly. DeLauder just feels different. And I think, like I said, he's the best player out here. He is a guy that I'm hyper-focused on, and boy, I would love to get in the offseason if people aren't paying attention. So Chase DeLauder is number one on the big five after this week, even though he didn't technically have the, you know, the biggest statistical outcome. I came away incredibly impressed with him. Coming in at number two, uh, we're actually going to just do the top three here. I'm not necessarily trying to order these in like the most important, but we're going to do the three hitters in here. And then we're going to go to the pitchers. And I hate to say it, but all three hitters are on the same team because coming in at number two is Graham Pauly. Now, Graham's a little bit of a different story here because Pauly, he got off to a huge hot start out here and then he has cooled off. And I think that's something to remember about him when we're thinking about overall who this guy is. He's down to a 261 batting average. I want to say he got five of his six hits in the first like two or three games. And then it's kind of cooled there since uh, 292 OBP. He's only walked once in 29, uh, 23 at bats. He struck out a couple times. He's stolen a base, but I will say Graham Pauly liked that very similar approach. He has a light tower power. He hit one of the biggest homers I have seen in Peoria stadium. And I know that might not be like a big deal to anybody, but I've been to the stadium a lot. If, you know, people would joke about me being a pseudo Padres fan back in the day. I've seen a lot of homers hit there. And this one went over the right field bullpen over the grass there. And it hit on this walkway concourse. And I think it bounced out of the stadium. At the end of the day, it was probably like four ten or something like that. We don't have stack casts over there, but it was really, really impressive. And I think what's important here, and I'm not calling him a pop-up because he's not, as Chris Clegg would tell you, he's not a pop-up by any means, but Graham Pauly isn't a household name in the prospect world. There are some of you that play really deep prospect leagues. You pay, you play big stuff and 400 prospects and 500 prospects. And every day you're, you're consuming content. If you're listening to like a prospect fantasy podcast, you, you consume a lot, but there's a lot of people out there that are just maybe hyper-focused on like, what's the top hundred guys. There's a lot of insanely smart, great fantasy uh, players out there and analysts that just don't focus on prospects. So Graham Polly is someone that they're like, who? Who? Well, Polly is definitely someone that they're going to want to know and that most of you guys already know. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. And in the way he was being treated early on in the lineup, it was like a table setter. It was, or not a table setter, but it was a finisher. It was right after. He would hit four right after DeLauder. And this is him coming off of a 300 season where he hit 23 homers, 22 stolen bases, had an almost 400 OBP, and he's been playing third base out here. Someone asked me about how he looked at first, and he's not. He's playing third base out here. He's not too old for being here. I mentioned this in the preview. He hit 300 at every level he moved up this year, and he moved three levels, A, high A, double A, hit over 300 at every stop hit for power, he ran, and he's doing it again here. Graham Pauly is a no-doubt top 100 prospect, and that feels weird to say. Um, I don't think I paid enough attention on Pauly in the, in the, um, during like the back end of the prospect season, but when you get out there and you see physically impressive 6'1", 200, might be closer to 6'2", 200, the guy can run. His pitch recognition is not of DeLauder. He's definitely a player that it's like when you make the mistake – he's going to pounce on it. Um, you know, the strikeout strikeouts are getting like a little bit more up there. He's hitting a lot of like, he's getting some weak contact right now. So I think he might be getting, being pitched to a tiny bit different, uh, but he definitely wants to pull the ball. Uh, it'd be funny if I, I, I didn't even think to look, let's take a look here. Let me look at his pull rates in uh, the minor leagues this year, because the one thing I've noticed is this is like a bit where there are multiple players that I, I've been really impressed with the opposite field approach that some of these guys have. Dominic Keegan is one of those. Both of his homers have been to the opposite field. But um, there are, he is a pull-heavy guy, and yeah, it registers here. He has an over 50% pull rate at all three stops this year. Okay, so my eyes equated to what was on the stat sheet, which is good to see here in the AFL, over 50% pull rate at all three stops. Um Pretty good. If he, it looks like when he's locked in, like 35% ground ball rate at high A, but almost 45% at double A. That seems kind of representative of, of who he is. Like, if I had to guess, I think he could be a 2020 guy, but I'm not sure he's a more than 250 guy. You know, maybe Lane Thomas. Maybe Lane Thomas is kind of like the level with a little bit more power, a little less speed. That's kind of what it looks like. But Graham Polly deserves to be in the top 100 conversation and is a player that you should be paying attention to. And then coming in at number three, 
as far as the hitter goes, he was the leader across the board. Probably if I was doing this as like a, Hey, this is the only hot sheet for how the guys have performed. You would talk about Jacob Marcy at the top because Marcy has his leaderboard in like four or five different categories. He's crazy impressive. Uh, one of the things that stands out is like he's a little bit smaller than, and it's funny because I saw him in, I think it was in camp uh, early on with the Padres. He He's a little bit smaller than the rest of these guys. And I'm talking like from a height perspective. I want to say, what do they list him at? That's what I'm trying to look at right here. They list him at six foot, mm, mm, maybe 5'11, but he's stocky. They list him at 180. I'd say he might be 19200. He's just got that like smaller, thicker body feel. This past year stole 46 bases with 16 homers hitting 274. And as we mentioned him out here, all he has done is hit every single time he gets to it. The, the really impressive game was the Grand Poly big homer game. Marcy hit two. And I believe they were both opposite field, which again, that's what I'm saying. That opposite field approach with some of these players has really, really stood out. He has hit over 500, like I mentioned, and this is one of those. I'm struggling a little bit because like, I feel like he's getting a lot of like a fastball wasted pitches that they're just letting him absolutely demolish. I don't recall in the at-bats that I've seen, has he really been challenged a whole bunch where or even gone up against like a, one of those big, big dogs? Like I don't think he was in the lineup yesterday versus Tiedemann. So I didn't get to see how he would have done against uh, Ricky Tiedemann. I'd like to see him get challenged a little bit more and really kind of follow back through. But looking at him, yeah, thir- so this is another one of those where it kind of equates what we're seeing. Only 33% pull rate in AA this past year with a 26 oppo. He did have a 45% in high A. So still kind of getting up there, but really low ground ball percentages, which have been good. And I think what you see statistically on the board is definitely part of who this player is. I'm trying to give you a good comp. I'm trying to give you a good comp of, I mean, you know, statistically it's, it's like um, CJ Abrams right now, you know, the 40 plus stolen bases and the, like the teens homers. I don't know if they will be impactful power, even though it's there, just because of it's some of that approach. You know, I think he lets some of those pitches sit a tiny bit while he's trying to, and it might just be, you know, pitch recognition coming up, why he's pushing it. But you can see the raw power where he can push it opposite field in Peoria, which isn't a super deep right field, by the way. Like, I think the wall is like 360 something, 364. So that's why that big monster was like only 400. So I'm not sure if those are going in other spots, but Marcy is a uh, absolute demon on the base paths as well. He's much bigger. So it's, this isn't like a small guy. Where's the body projection type of stuff. No, like there is, there is potential 20 plus power. I would guess this is like a 1530 guy. If it all works out low K percentages in the minor so far, he's never had a 22% or higher. And he's actually had never had an, under 15% walk rate, which is kind of crazy now that I'm thinking about it. And again, here, he has double the walks of strikeouts. He's one of the leaders in stolen bases. He's hitting 500. He's an absolute monster. Jacob Marcy is a buy. If someone is valuing him as a top 50 prospect, Jacob Marcy is a sell. But this is a buy right now. If people are not paying attention to the Arizona Fall League, I would go and pick him up because he's already hit double A. 
And there's a little part of me with both Graham Polly and Marcy, who both play for the Padres and this Peoria team, wonders if they want to make some moves and if these guys would be players they would move on from. Jackson Merrill's going to be the next guy up. You can't keep trading these guys, but I don't know, man. I feel like management in this team, they're kind of fighting for their life. And, you know, how do you not make Soto and Machado and Tatis work? You know, well, you're probably going to have to trade Tatis in some capacity. Are you going to have to do something else? You know, what are you going to get back in a Soto trade? Are you going to get more prospects back? Are you then going to try to move uh, some of these prospects to get some major league help? They need pitching bad. So I wonder if Marcy and Graham Polly are maybe trade pieces. My only point to this is they're both in double A though. They're getting close. Arizona Fall League is a true finishing league and Marcy is absolutely opening eyes up. The amount of scouts that were there on Monday, by the way, was obscene. I think there might've been some, I, I think there might've been something else going on as well, but like the amount of scouts that were there to see the Tiedemann start and Peoria and that were looking at guys like, you know, Marcy, which who I guess I didn't play. I think Polly did. It's pretty eye opening, but I think it's because these guys are opening up eyes. I will tell you, I do prefer Graham Polly to Marcy right now. That might be wrong, especially with how he's performed, but I do um, prefer him. All right, let's take a look at the two big pitchers because, yes, they are going to make the list. Ricky Tiedemann is mm, number four. I mean, he's like one of my favorite prospects, so take it for whatever it is. These are the two pitching on the big five. I now have got to see two starts with Ricky Tiedemann. The alarming. His velo seems down. It really does. More alarming don't see any sense of command when it comes up. He has had innings. It, this is what I've seen through two starts. The first two innings seem very 92-93. The third inning, he seems to want to ramp up the velo, and it goes up to 94-95. I think he might have hit 97-1 pitch in the AFL, um, 96 like once. The videos I do, the long-form videos, actually, when I can, if the velo's up, I will say it because on the two ballparks, they were giving it the velo number. So that's why I can like really properly tell you guys this is he just kind of ramps up there, but I haven't seen a really good sense of command with the high velo. He's been sitting 92, 93. The good is you've had solid results with it because his changeup is disgusting. It's a crazy pitch and he, it's very, Zach Gallen esque in how he approaches it because and I think um, I've said this before. Ricky Tiedemann always kind of reminded me of like Shane McClanahan as well. And Tiedemann will throw you, you know, he'll go like one at bat fastball, 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 and then he'll eat you at the end with a change of change up. So that overall ability to be able to like flip between the two has just really been able to set him apart. You know, at the end of the day, I guess my biggest concern, and I've already kind of restated this, I'm just kind of like openly going back and forth in my head about this, is the command numbers, they they have got to get better. You know, the overall statistical look, um, which we kind of already talked about. Let me get back to it here, uh, wherever the hell it went, with the 13, you know, leading the, the way in 13 strikeouts, but he also has four walks and two hit batters. That is a problem. He smashed Kyle Manzardo with a pitch. Manzardo, he had this, like he hit like this double, looked like a double. He got the second, but it was foul. 
had to come all the way back. So there's like this delay of 30 plus seconds. And then first pitch, just fastball right in the back to Mansardo. And he ate that up and just took it and walked right over. But that type of wild command with two hit batters and six walks is not great. All the damage was done in this last game, but there's good stuff there. So what you want, what I want for him to be like an elite pitcher is I want him to be able to command 94, 95. He's only commanding 92 right now. And I don't know, like, I don't want to say he can't do it. Of course you can do it, but you know, this might be the difference. It might be the difference between him being like Joe Ryan and Spencer Strider. And I know I'm being dramatic about it. I don't think he's to be Spencer Strider, but you know, the difference between commanding might be that also the, the velo on the pitches, you know, he's not Spencer Strider cause he, he can't command 95 and Strider throws 98 in his sleep, you know, throw it behind, he'll behind his back. He'll throw 98. Tiedemann isn't that. So it does, does lop maybe a tiny bit off the top of maybe me thinking he's going to be an elite, elite ace that I think he can be a middle line guy. Cause I, I just don't know at the end of the day, will he be able to go more than five without having a bunch of walks? You know, it's, um, there's weird comparisons because you could like Strider's had those issues like Edward Cabrera might be Edward Cabrera. Like the good version of him, you know, I think the best case scenario is you're looking at Tiedemann being able to go six and his strikes out 10, but on those bad days, he might be a guy that goes five strikes out nine, but gives up three earned runs or four and runs and walks four or five. That's what we need to see happen. So what will the developmental change? You know, he might be, taking it easy or experimenting out here with some of the lowered velos, or maybe I'm just making more about it than I, I think there should be, but I've sat there and watched every pitch and I do not see him sitting 94, you know, in, I think I might've just mentioned this or added edit in here, but um, you know, the him going 92, 93, the first two innings and then ramping up in the third inning and being a little bit more wonky, that might all be by um, design. You know, maybe this is something he's doing, but at the end of the day, I'd like to see him sitting 94, 95 with command, and that's not there. It takes it off, but that changeup is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready to party! Most likely plan to be out every single day this week seeing some more guys. Um, I'll be, I think, at Glendale today and a few other places. If you come out to the Fall League, say hi if you, that's what you want to do. Nice person grabbed me last night. Love to talk. Um, I will most likely be down to chat with you. Maybe if I'm not with, I was with my kid last night, so in that instance, I'm not. But love to chat with you. Love to talk with you. Love to talk prospects with you guys all. And I love every single one of you because I appreciate the support. It's the only reason I can keep doing all of this uh, nutty stuff. So be on the lookout for all of the stuff and things. I won't even try to hype anything up. You can follow me on Twitter. Is it the Welsh for videos? I'm also posting uh, secondary videos that I don't tweet on the prospect one group me room. So if that's of interest, I'll probably, you know, share smaller players that aren't doing like other crazy stuff. And if you ask about a guy, I might have a video I can share with you. So that's a good access point. Also want to remind you this episode brought to you by SIDS graphs. Dennis Sidler actually be out again this week. He's got Jackson Merrill, Colt Emerson. God, who else does he? I had somebody else. Uh, I'm completely drawing a blank, but I know Jackson Merrill, who's actually shown up at a couple of the Peoria games. I've seen him the last couple of days uh, watching, which is really fun, by the way, when you see, you know, like the player, like close to the majors or major league guys that come out to these games and watch Jackson Merrill's been over in like the right field line standing and just watching some of the games for a couple innings. Uh, but he'll be doing a signing with Jackson Mayer. Oh, Kyle Manzardo is the other one he's going to be doing. You can check out all his stuff, sidsgraphs.com or the eBay store for cards, helmets, baseballs, all the cool, unique stuff, jerseys. Just did Hassan Kim. Um, I got actually a cool thing I'm going to show you guys in the near future with the Hassan Kim stuff. But go and support him. Dennis supports Prospect One, which we deeply appreciate. That is it. Thank you all. You know where to find me over on the uh, fields and the Arizona Fall League. And uh, we'll be back again on Thursday on the Twitch. See if we can get that rolling. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Prospect One. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.